I'm Rene Ritchie. And you know, every single time Apple's App Store policies have been criticized or challenged, I've always just said, show me a game-changing app. Show me an app that can exist on Google Play, but not Apple's App Store. Show me an Instagram or an Uber or a Netflix or a TikTok or a Spotify or a Candy Crush. Something, anything that just becomes table stakes for a vast majority of users. Because so far, not only have all of those worked just fine on the App Store, they've almost always worked first and best on the App Store. So show me that. Because if and when that happens, then the App Store will absolutely positively have no choice but to change. And year after year, for over a decade now, nothing and no one has been able to do that, to prove the App Store definitively, decisively wrong. Until now. Sponsored by Brilliant. Hit that subscribe button and bell, and we can hang out and chat in the comments section right after the new videos go live. Microsoft has accused Apple of refusing to allow their upcoming Xbox Game Pass Ultimate service onto the iPhone and iPad app stores. If you're not familiar with it, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, formerly Project xCloud, promises to let us stream over 100 Xbox games to our phones and tablets for 15 bucks a month. Essentially, to be like the Netflix or Spotify, the TV Plus or Apple Music of games. All you can play for just one monthly price to pay. And Microsoft isn't the only company pushing a service like this. Far from it. Google, Nvidia, Facebook, basically everyone in games is getting into or wants to be in this game. And Apple's having none of it. Not on the iOS App Store, at least. Now, there are a ton of issues facing the App Store, the app economy, the nature of apps, and the technology. But that is a much bigger video. So if you want to see it, hit the like button and we'll see how high it goes. The issue right now, though, is relatively straightforward. And it's seriously, seriously pissing Microsoft off. And a lot of iPhone and iPad users who want them, some Xbox, on iOS. Okay, so game streaming services. Far as I can tell, they really are similar to video and music streaming services. Apple doesn't allow app stores on the App Store. You can't just make a container to download and execute arbitrary code. That's a huge security risk, a malware Pez dispenser of the highest order. But this also is not that. This, you download a catalog app or a reader app, as they're often called, just like you would for Netflix or Disney Plus or Spotify or Tidal and that's the only code you ever install on your device. And the reader app is reviewed and screened just like any other app on the App Store. Then, once you've installed it, the reader app streams the video and audio from the cloud, from the host company's servers, just like you'd stream audio and video off the old guard for Netflix or Folklore off Spotify. The video and audio just happens to be for a game instead of for a movie or a song. And again, to be 100% crystal clear, you're not installing any additional apps or files. You're literally just streaming and caching the audio and video bits. The apps and files all remain on the server, on the cloud. And sure, you need to be able to control a game, send input back and forth, but that's really just a slightly more sophisticated version of controlling media playback. Instead of play, pause, skip forward, or rewind, it's up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, whatever. At the end of the day, it's still just a stream. And while the App Store allows video and audio streaming on iOS, they do not allow streaming app or game apps. What they do allow is remote desktop and VNC clients, even dedicated ones. So you can access apps and games remotely 
remotely from a local box on your own network in your own home or office, like Steam Link ultimately had to settle for, but you cannot currently access them from the cloud, from somebody else's box. Like Judge Dredd, that is the law. So last week, Microsoft announced they were cutting short their test flight beta for Project X Cloud. That's how all of this, well, not began because this has been an undercurrent for basically ever, but flared up again. And if you're not familiar with TestFlight, it's a beta testing service Apple acquired a few years ago and turned into the only official way developers can let users try out their apps before they launch. And 10,000 people were trying out the Halo, the Master Chief Collection, Project X Cloud Beta on TestFlight when Microsoft announced they were cutting it short and focusing on delivering the full cloud gaming experience to Android users beginning September 15th. In other words, they wouldn't be launching on iPhone or iPad at all, only Android. And yet, Xbox fans and open computer platform stands alike were, as I said, pissed. Now, pretty much every gadget these days is a computer. Sure, your Windows PC and Mac are computers, and your iPhone and Android phone are computers. But everything from TVs to cars to appliances to toys have chips in them, and full-on or embedded operating systems running on them. And Windows PCs, Linux PCs, the Mac, these are all indeed open computer platforms. And that means you can do almost anything you want on them, install and run almost anything you want, manage them how you wanna manage them, live how you wanna live, dance how you wanna dance, the whole bit. They're more or less controlled by the person who owns the box, you, me, us. The iPhone, iPad, Xbox, PlayStation, Oculus, Switch, infotainment units, these are all what are more commonly called consoles, at least to varying degrees. Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, they're all tightly controlled by Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, the company that owns the platform, not the person who owns the box. And yeah, you bought them, they're yours. You have all the atoms, but they still control all the bits. They get to decide which ones can and can't run on it. In other words, they get to decide which apps or games are available, how you can buy and download and install them, even how you can play them and whether or not you have access or control over any of the data from them. You can only play the games on Xbox that Microsoft allows. Only move your data between switches if and when Nintendo allows. Only install the app on your iPhone from the App Store and then only the apps Apple allows into the App Store. With consoles, you're buying a window with a view, not a garden. Now, I can already feel some of you rage typing into the comments. Xbox and Switchers are consoles, totally acceptable. The iPhone and iPad are not consoles. You goram, fracking, apple-headed, sassin, frassin, whatever, and whoa, language. But also, yes, sure, absolutely. There's a range between open computing platform and console with like Linux and Windows on one end and Android and Mac as you get closer to the middle then iOS, Oculus, Xbox, and Nintendo as you hit the fully controlled console side. And it's totally blurry because Apple lets a huge swath of traditional computer programs onto the App Store like word processors and <laughs> spreadsheets. I mean, gaming consoles often have web browsers now, but spreadsheets? Those are like VisiCalc and Lotus and Excel traditional crunchy computing. But since Steve Jobs announced the App Store back in 2008, it's clear Apple has viewed iOS devices as consoles, as game and app consoles, with Apple as the console custodian or custodian, whatever. English is flexible. At me. But at me with which side of this whole general computer versus console argument you fall on in the comments. So Apple responded saying they need to be able to review all apps individually, index all apps for search and rank on charts individually, and that Microsoft services simply wouldn't allow that. So Apple simply couldn't allow it onto the iPhone and iPad. And yet, 
immediately, immediately, everyone in their reblogger pointed out that Apple clearly doesn't review every movie or show in Netflix or song in Spotify. And Apple would probably respond that with very, very few bander snatching exceptions. Netflix videos and Spotify audio aren't interactive and so don't require the same kind of review. In point of fact, there has just never been an iTunes review team the way there's been an App Store review team for over a decade now. But again, play and pause our interactions. And it's not like Netflix shows or Spotify songs are in the iTunes store search system or charts either. Though they can present themselves for Siri search and up next, like Amazon Prime chooses to and Netflix assuredly does not. And for those concerned about ratings, games already have parental guidance categories. So as long as they flag content correctly, parental control should behave appropriately. Which is pretty much what Microsoft said in their rather apoplectic statement. Also, that Apple stands alone as the only general purpose platform to deny consumers from cloud gaming and game subscription services like Xbox Game Pass, which is kind of all shades of shady in that Apple isn't a platform. Mac OS and iOS and iPadOS are a few of Apple's different platforms. Mac OS is indeed a general purpose platform, but iOS and iPadOS, while functionally close, are philosophically a chasm apart. And Microsoft knows this because they're exactly the same with Windows as a general purpose platform and Xbox remarkably similar on the inside, though it may be as very much not. So the minute Microsoft opens Xbox up to competitive app stores and streaming gaming services, they can yell all they want about the iPhone or iPad and how close they are. Until then, really only Google and maybe Facebook. I've lost track of how lockdown Oculus is these days, but really only Google gets to point double 1960s animated Spider-Man fingers at anyone with any ounce of authenticity. And I'll link to both statements in full in the description, but none of that is even really my main point here. Of course, immediately, many accuse Apple of doing all of this for the money, of not wanting a competing gaming service on the App Store, or anything that would eat into their contentious 30% cut of App Store profits. And certainly, Apple made a big deal over services revenue over the last few years, promising to double it from 2016 to 2020. And then just last quarter, proudly announcing they'd done it and with half a year to spare. And services revenue is heavily driven by App Store revenue, which is heavily driven by in-app purchases, which is, say it with me, heavily driven by freemium games. You know, the ones we all won't pay five bucks for up front, but will gladly shell out five bucks every week just to get a better skin than our friends or get back on the track faster because ego and instant gratification, which is a far cry from Steve Jobs saying if the app store ever even broke even, Apple would be happy. But interestingly, when Tim Cook was asked just last week if he'd make the same commitment again for the next four years, if he promised to redouble services revenue by 2024, he demurred. Now, that simply might have been just because he wasn't ready to promise it yet, or because now that the original promise has been delivered, Apple is ready to rethink how it drives services revenue going forward. But let's not forget, Apple does let Disney Plus and Spotify on the App Store, which compete with TV Plus and Apple Music, and a subscription service isn't a store, though maybe there's some concern in-app purchases will move into subscription services and out of the App Store. But I mean, who knows when you'll be able to buy Billy Butcher's jacket from the boys with one click and Amazon will just prime it to your door next day, or a song from a movie on Netflix, or a game from a video on YouTube, and it's all coming. And even then, 
even if it was all about the money, Apple and Microsoft would play let's make a deal like they did over 365. Apple would just get somewhere between 30 and 15% over the first year and thereafter and have their money. Or to delve dangerously close to fanfic, some have also suggested Apple is holding out on Game Pass to force Microsoft to license the currently OEM only Windows on ARM for the upcoming Apple Silicon Macs. Either way, 90% of the time when people say Apple is just doing something for the money, it's usually way more lazy than it is accurate. 90% of the time, Apple is doing it for the control. They're taking care of the top line so that the bottom line takes care of itself and often in even better fashion. And if you disagree, let me know why in the comments below. Now, right now, at the beginning of this, I said no one had ever been able to point to a single game-changing app that would work on the Google Play Store and not on the App Store. And because of that, it basically rendered all other arguments about Apple's controlling App Store nature just moot. Not Instagram, not Uber, not Netflix, TikTok, Spotify, not Candy Crush, because those have all been available often first, often best on the App Store. Not a single game-changing app until now, because one of the next game-changing apps is games. Not Xbox, not Stadia, not Nvidia, not Facebook, not any of them by themselves, but all of them together. It's inevitable. The digital age has seen everything, all media go from hard to get to ridiculously easy, complicated to simple, scarcity to abundance, from unit pricing to subscription and ad supported. It's happened to news, music, television, movies, comics. You can get almost all of it, all for just 10 to 15 bucks a month per service across a host of different services. And games and apps in general are just next on the list. Apple already has Arcade, which is a noble service and a huge gift to indie, eclectic, and artisanal game developers. For my money, it's one of the best things Apple's ever done with their money. But it's really just a carefully curated and funded collection of native apps made available across Apple's platform. It's like the BBC and Canadian film board sections of OG iTunes. Streaming game services are going to be AAA franchises on demand, literally Netflix or Disney Plus on iOS. Unless I'm reading this very, very wrong, technology and time have already shown us how this ends. We've seen it with news, with music, with video, and we're going to see it with streaming and subscription gaming services, plural, on iOS. And not just because it's the right thing or what I think Apple should do, though it is and I do, but because I think Apple already knows both of these things. They most assuredly have blind spots and focus can absolutely become tunnel vision. And apps and games have complexities and deep cultural value and meaning in this industry. But Apple's a profoundly canny company. And again, unless I'm very, very wrong, this is very, very inevitable. And Apple will have to evolve from Arcade into their own streaming service, much like they evolved from iTunes to Apple Music and TV+. They'll compete with exclusives and quality content, just like they compete against Netflix and Spotify today. And have Xbox streaming, sorry, Microsoft Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, and every other game streaming service to compete with, just like they have every other video and music streaming service to compete with now, today. Maybe even with the ability to integrate into series search and up next like those types of streams do today. And I don't know if that means we'll see some movement in two weeks, or two months, or even two years, or what other deals are in the works behind the scenes. But in the end, I think it's obvious that this is where the puck is going to be for pretty much all content types, pretty much everywhere. And Apple's going to not just want to be there, but have to be there. And if you want to be there with them, if you want to be coding the games that everyone is going to be streaming, a great place to start is Brilliant. Brilliant's got courses not just on computer science, but on cutting edge subjects like neural networking as well. Imagine, 
You have to locate your keys, but your room is hella messy. As you look, your wall tiles change colors, revealing how close or far your last guess was from the keys. Even if you have no clear indication how to structure your guesses, you can still get better round after round, figuring out your strategy based on the feedback and finding your keys in surprisingly few guesses. Now, imagine that's not just finding keys, but training algorithms for NPCs or any sort of in-game problem solving and more. Because Brilliant's a website and app with over 60 interactive courses in math, science, computer science, logic and deduction, physics, quantum mechanics, game theory, cryptocurrency, so much more. It's based on problem solving and active learning. It's about seeing concepts visually and interacting with them and then answering questions that get you to think. There are no tests and no grades. Just pick a course based on what you're interested in and get started. And if you make a mistake, it's no big deal. Just check out the explanations to find out more. Go to brilliant.org slash Renee and sign up for free. Just click on the link in the description or go to brilliant.org slash Renee and the first 200 of you can level up with 20% off the annual premium subscription. And clicking on that link really helps out the channel. Thanks, Brilliant. Thanks to all of you for watching. Check out my rumor analysis playlist for more and see you next video.